they felt the pop on majority of the times the area that they're getting that release or that pop from is above or below or on the other side of what actually needs to be restored properly because the body's always compensating so if one area is moving too easy if you're able to just turn your neck and it pops that joint has become hypermobile it is moving way too easy Welcome to the Patient Pod, where we aim to empower our listeners with the knowledge they need to achieve physical well-being and emotional balance by providing effective solutions to reduce stressful thoughts. We're here to create a space for you to come and learn innovative techniques and tools that can improve your overall mental and physical wellness. In this podcast, we plan to outline all the techniques we're currently using in our lives and the strategies we're currently studying at our office. Thank you for coming on this journey with us. Let's get started. So um, I have another question for you. Um, is it okay for me to pop my own neck? Heck no. Why? Not even, that's not even a conversation. And again, going back to what I used, that's why I tell patients is I'd be a hypocrite because that's what really my chiropractic journey started. I t and, and I say this jokingly and it's funny to see their reaction. It's like, you know, it's funny. I, I can't even do that to myself. Even knowing what we know as chiropractors, we can't properly adjust our own spine. I wish I could. It would be nice. Yes. <laughs> and and it's all on angles and vectors and being specific. And, and that's where chiropractic, I, I believe, is has lost because there's no sound philosophy with chiropractic. Mm -hmm. And you hear a lot of these, uh, you know, we see a high volume here in the office, but we don't take it lightly. Every patient deserves our time, our focus that reset to be present in the moment because your chiropractor is going to determine how you respond to care too. If yeah. they're in that moment, if they're focused and they're philosophy based and they're, they're telling you what you need to hear. And, and I hate to be this way too, but if, Ooh, there must be a lot of chiropractors out there that have x-ray vision because I don't feel comfortable adjusting a patient over the age of 25 without seeing a picture of what I'm working with. Yeah. And that's the truth. And it's, and it's, it's so looked at as like, Oh, I need an x-ray. Nothing's broken. No, I need to see what's going on in your spine. Yeah. I need to know which bone I need to move and how we need to take care of it. So, well, and unfortunately, so I know back in the day, um, back in the day, it used to actually be more mandatory for someone if they got adjusted. I know, I, I think it was at least Medicare patients, they would have to get a, a an x-ray before they could even be adjusted well now we see how insurance affects what we can do mm. you know when they stop when they start when they stop covering things and then patients don't want to pay for things which is totally understandable i get it mm -hmm. they don't want to pay for those things that's why some chiropractors and probably some doctors whatever the modality is they're not able to perform it quite as much anymore because of the way insurance and we could get into insurance <laughs> enough. We Ooh. won't, we won't get down that rabbit hole uh, because we hate at this office insurance dictating what we can do and what we should do based on how much they'll cover or anything like that. We, ha we absolutely hate it. Uh, we hate having those conversations, but it's part of the game. It's part of what we have to do. And so we, we understand it, but, um, but yeah, so, you know, popping your neck yourself, what happens when you're doing that yourself? A lot of, a lot of what I've, my experience with it is, and I'll have the patient explain to me how they did it, which side they felt the pop on. Majority of the times, the area that they're getting that release or that pop from is above or below or on the other side of what actually needs to be restored properly because 
the body's always compensating. So if one area is moving too easy, if you're able to just turn your neck and it pops, that joint has become hypermobile. It is moving way too easy. Those ligaments and soft tissue we were talking about become unstable. I mean, we have ligaments that strap the vertebrates so they can move properly. Moving it too much will cause lackadaisical ligaments, which just leads to instability. There's a lot of very valuable structures right up at the base of your skull. Yeah, brainstem, everything is right in there. That control a lot of your life. So, and and I've heard stories of, of uh, individuals popping their necks and then eventually leading to a stroke. Chiropractors get that, you know, oh, I don't want to have a stroke going to a chiropractor. Well, there's no, if the bone is moving specifically and you're going to a chiropractor that's studying your x-ray, it's, it's pretty much impossible for that yeah. to happen. So, Dr. Bryant, do you feel as a chiropractor that, you know, and we hear this a lot, once I start going to the chiropractor, I have to keep going. If not, I'm just going to be in pain forever, or it only worked for temporary, temporarily relieving me in my symptoms. Yeah. So that, that is always a great question that, that people ask. I think what ends up happening is so when people, so let's say, so we'll start off with somebody's twenties or thirties. Let's say they've never been adjusted before they come in. They've got 20 to 30 years of wear and tear on their body. Okay. So we start adjusting those things. Things start feeling better, but is anything a permanent fix? Absolutely not. So just like anything, when it comes to a car, if you got a tractor, if you got a lawnmower, you just can't run that thing a hundred miles an hour all day, every day. Like we do, because we don't expect our bodies to really, you know, and I always ask my patients. So we don't really expect ourselves to need much maintenance. Like we don't really feel like that. We just because we all have that for some reason we keep that teenage and early twenties uh, mentality where we're fearless. We can do anything. Nothing hurts. And then we get the thirties, forties, and where I'm at now, about to be thirty two, a whole lot more things hurt. So what is you know when people say that well I have to come back all the time, a lot of most people who come back regularly and and basically and so so when it comes to people coming back, we always we recommend what we think that they need. I have certain people that I recommend once a month. I have certain people that's once every six weeks. That's a recommendation based on the way their spine is, the way they usually respond, their job, their physical activity, all those different things, and then also their goals. So when when people when people say that, it's usually not people that are continuing to come. They see other people coming, but they don't quite know the full story on why those people are continuing to come because we are we we are assessing their goals and we're seeing where they want to go and then we're we're uh advising accordingly. It's just like uh if you if if you go to a medical doctor and they say you have high blood pressure and they give you high blood pressure medicine. Do they want you just to take it once a week or once a month? Yeah, they want to tell you to take it every day and then depend on you to take it every day. But- every day. So that that's the thing. Like when it comes to us, oh, I have to come back all the time. Really, I mean, most patients I get out to once a month, once every six weeks. But when it comes to like medications, we're taking them all the time. But we really don't think about that because you're not having to go somewhere. So wrapping this back around, when when people come back, we're, we are maintaining ourselves. And a lot of times, so people will come in in a, a month and they're not really hurting that much. 
But what we're doing at that point is we're reassessing the body and reassessing those trouble areas. So the troubles areas are what we were talking about earlier, where those where those ligaments or those joints are not as good as they once were. So now they they are more susceptible to moving around on you and getting locked up. Be, and most of those joints are like that because of what we do on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. If you sit down at a computer all the time, and even me, I mean, I'm, I'm already rounded out. This is something we all have to work on. If you sit at a computer, you're rounded out. Guess what happens? Mid-back starts to, to bow out. Neck starts to go forward. Well, guess what? You're going to have the same trouble areas every time unless you switch jobs. But most people don't. So then they have the same thing. So that's why it's always so when people come back, we are reassessing it and making sure that we fend things off before they even get there. Mm -hmm. one of, you know, one of the strangest things I think back to this, because when I talk to patients about a care plan and um, physiology and how it's going to take time, I remember so I had braces from sixth to eighth grade. And I remember after about a year, my teeth started looking a little straighter. And I remember asking mom, like, hey, look, these are good to come off, right? And, she said, and my mom, parents always made me ask the coach or the doctor. Uh, they never asked for me. And I remember asking the orthodontist in seventh grade, you know, uh, can I get these off now? Because <laughs> they look straight. And he said, you know what? They've, they've came a long way. Um, they are straight. But if we take them off now, I'm worried that it might be too soon that they're just going to go back to how they were. And truthfully, bones and uh, teeth are very similar. Yep. You got to get a correction phase. But the only difference is our teeth don't have gravity and all these other things connected to them to, to cause basically changes. Yeah. Um, like your spine does. So you're not going to see a before and after of a spine where it's like completely jacked up two years later of continuous care that it's perfectly straight. Teeth, are, teeth. also aren't very mobile either. So like they, they no. stay in a place. Now they, they do work just as much as, uh, you know, a lot of other things in our body, but they're not as mobile. So when things aren't as mobile, it's kind of like, it's kind of like um, shoulders uh, are tough to work on because of the, how dynamic they they're are. They're the most movable joint in yeah. the body. Yeah. Shoulders. And, and you're right. I guess my, my thought process is, is more of a correction. So yeah. we're going to correct it. We're going to maintain it. And then you're going to wear a retainer for the rest of your life. I'm not ashamed to admit I have the same retainer I have from when I was 14 years old. It probably needs adjusted a little bit, but by once every two or three months, I'll pop it in there. I've realized, and this is off topic, but it helps with my sinus pressure. I don't know if it, with the facial bones there, it kind of just molds them a little different. That that would be something interesting to look into. Yeah, man. But if, if we, chiropractic is a lifestyle, it's, it's not something that you just, yes, it's holistic pain relief, but if we really get out of the pain model and yeah. then into wellness, it's, it's so important to be structurally sound for stability, resiliency in your spine, because we are constantly moving, but we got to move that sucker too. And the patients that follow through with our recommendations, exercise regularly, um, and do other things on their own. I mean, they're only in our office, a chunk of their time throughout the day, the rest is going to be on them. But it's, it's, it's our job as chiropractors to educate our patients on, you know, certain things, whatnot. Yeah. And so, and, and people who, and I was just telling you, I think that was yesterday, uh, I have a patient that she hasn't missed not one adjustment on time, every time. And she has done phenomenal. And it is so, it's so funny, but also, you know, life gets in the way a lot of times. So it's not even any patient's fault, but it's, it's, it's funny how, like, if you stay consistent with what we're doing, 
boy, it makes the whole, it, it makes so much of a difference because your body gets in a routine of what's going on. And then you can see that process all the way through. So I love it when we have patients that are just, they're all in, which most all of ours are all in and they're really good oh, yeah. patients. Um, but it's just good to see that process and, and, and that consistency. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we give it our all for these patients and that's our, that's our job. That's our duty. That's our profession. I mean, we got to put the patients first and, and just really be honest with them yeah. about their goals, why they're there. And then just, you know, once you see that visual x-ray, that's when you really need to study that and go, okay, here's why this is happening. Here's what we need to do. It's a mechanic looking under the hood. The body's a giant machine. Um, and if we can be honest with them and, and then there might be times where chiropractic's not the right spot for them. Absolutely. For what they got going on and knowing where to refer out to, whether it's physical therapy. Um, we love a good physical therapist to work yeah. with, yeah. um, cause chiropractic and physical therapy, and we're going to get into that. I'd love um, to have one in here. It'd be awesome. It's like peanut butter and jelly, man. It's good. Yeah, it's awesome. And I used to work with a physical therapist. And so the first, what, three or four years I didn't. And then the last three years that I was at that office, we had a physical therapist and she was awesome. The, the, the co-managing was perfect. It's got to be congruent. Yep. You stay in each other's lanes and, and you need both of them because most postural imbalances are due to lack of muscles firing or too tight muscles, um, too tight of musculature causing imbalances. So we need both of them. And, um, and then moving forward, patients got to stay active, working out, exercise. It's vital for the human body, man. All righty. And that's a wrap on another episode of the patient pod. We hope you enjoyed our exploration of all things, health and wellness, and that you've gained some valuable insights to help you lead a healthier and happier life at the patient pod. Our goal is to empower you with the knowledge and practical tips that you can incorporate into your daily routine. Remember, small changes can lead to significant improvements in your overall well-being. We would like to extend a big thank you to all our listeners for joining us on this health journey. Your health and support engagement mean the world to us, and we're thrilled to have you as a part of our community. Don't forget to subscribe to The Patient Pod so you won't miss any upcoming episodes. We have more fascinating interviews, expert guests, and health-based discussions on the horizon. As we sign off today, let's remember that health is a precious gift, and it's essential to prioritize self-care and well-being in our busy lives. Thank you once again for tuning in. Stay committed to your goals, and remember that every positive choice you make brings you one step closer to unlocking your full potential.